Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Film Different Podcast. We're a couple of fools talking about a couple of movies that they either loved, hated. Hello, and welcome to. Well, what are we doing today, Josh? We're talking about our our in our twenty favorite movies. Twenty favorite movies. This if top ten favorite movies and my top ten favorite movies. Exactly. If you if you follow the podcast long enough, you real you've you probably come to this idea where we talk about the list all the time, and it's our essentially we're uh, we're going through this journey of cinema, right? And every movie that we watch, it's either making the list or it's not making the list. And so what we've had, uh, what we've done over like the years of having this list is, we've condensed it down to five. Well, no, ten. Ten, ten each. Ten each. We've condensed it down to ten each, and our like pretty much our ten top top ten favorite movies essentially is what it what it's gonna come out to be. And um, and we we're gonna we're we, I made a tier list on the, I think like tier making, mm-hmm. and we're gonna freaking. Rank these bad boys. And don't worry, we're not gonna put them all S tier. You know. <laughs> yeah, I think it was gonna be fun because uh, I don't want to. I, I do want to. I want to look at these movies critically. Yeah. Yeah, and I did take some time to watch. I think we took some time for each other to watch yeah. the movies that we haven't watched, except for one movie that's a TV show <laughs> that I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna say now, but I, I was not gonna watch that shit. <laughs> You know what it is. I think I do. You know what? And that was my childhood. <laughs> nah. Yeah. All right. Well, without further ado, excuse me. I think we're just, we'll, we'll pop Jump right into this. All right. So here we are. Here we are. Yes. These. Here are our top. Ten movies of all time, I guess. Yep. Our favorite ones. Um, I guess the idea, the plan is S A B C D. Okay, obviously S being the best, D being the worst. And I guess I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna let the, I'm just gonna go by. We're just gonna do one, one by one by one. Yep. And then in I alphabetical think I, order too. It looks like, it's like they're set up in alphabetical order. M N oh my god M N R A B W N well T T T U W wow perfect <laughs> well I guess it's even better that it was uh, Evil Dead two and Halloween Kills are right. you see that I love that. <laughs> I just love how that those two look together they look they they copied like the exact uh, angle and look there Evil Dead did it first <laughs> yeah okay so. Number one. Yes. This is me. Atonement. This is, yeah, this is, this is atonement. Ah, oh, atonement is such a it's such a beautiful. I think um, I think uh, uh, what we'll find a lot of my movies here is they they're not more of the um the movies that I have are more less about kind of like you know acting film and stuff like that and more just like the the background stories around those movies and why they make them so special to me. And, it, and atonement is one of those ones. So me and my now wife um. I think this maybe Atonement was one of my first movies that I started loving, like film for. Mm. Uh, me and my now wife, I I watched it. I actually cried, and then uh, I showed it to my wife, and then she cried. And so I think for me, 
I think for me, it's it has to be S tier. I think. Well, listen, S tier for sure. I can say, having seen that movie, it's mm. a great movie. Mm-hmm. Beautifully shot. James McAvoy, I love him as an actor so much as well. The importance of being honest. Yeah. Yeah. I love the twist at the end. It's a it's a better twist in him like shit. Such a good Mm. such a Mm -hmm. good twist. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Just you can really ruin somebody's life. Really. Just with a small little lie. Mm -hmm. And it makes it just so good. It has to be S tier for me for sure. I would agree. And you would agree. It has to do with just the the way it ended. Yeah, it really was a beautiful, beautiful ending. Okay, also, yeah, I want to make it clear that it's we're both agreeing on the ranks here. Yes, yes, we both have to. We both have to agree on the ranks, <laughs> which right. doesn't bode well for me. All right, so it, I think. All right, well, the next movie is one of the movies on my list, and we've got Batman Returns. Tim Burton. Right, Tim Burton's Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. Michael Keaton, Keaton Danny DeVito, 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 Michelle Pfeiffer, Michelle Pfeiffer. Walken. First time I ever realized that I had a crush on Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> I think a lot of people realize that. Um, <laughs> After this movie. This is, without a doubt, my favorite superhero movie ever okay. made. And one of my favorite movies ever made. Mm-hmm. I love the style. The, yeah, I mean, Tim Burton's, just Tim Burton's style. style is, yeah. This is, for me, the most Gotham City. The Tim Burton Batmans are the most Gotham City a Batman movie has felt. Mm-hmm. I loved Danny DeVito's Penguin. Danny DeVito's Penguin is fantastic. The absolute ridiculousness of it. Yeah, it's this is the best Penguin for sure. It is probably the best performance in the movie. Uh, it's definitely, definitely my favorite. Mm-hmm. And the bit at the end where he dies and the Penguins have a little funeral procession to carry him down. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> it is good. I, I remember. I think I told you this. I remember thinking like the logistics of that and if Danny DeVito's face was actually just <laughs> getting shredded by the concrete or whatever. And I'm always wondering, like, how is he not laughing? You know? <laughs> know. Uh, that, that is a good, great scene. It's a very comedic scene. So what, do you, what would you put it on? Where would I put it? Well, mm. um, I don't know that it's necessarily S tier. Yeah, no. Um, I, don't, I wouldn't say that either. I love it, and I love the, the romantic aspect between Batman and Catwoman. I think, I think that's done extremely, I think extremely so. well. These two people. It's better than the Batman's mm-hmm. romance oh, between, yeah. Definitely. It's two people who, uh, who have these other personalities, and like mm-hmm. they're trying to figure out who they are. Yeah. You know, and it's it's just nice. It's a nice little tippy toe. It's a nice little dance around. Yeah, I love it. I think it's a B, but I feel like B is is a fair. It's a fair. It's a. Uh, you want me to move it? Yeah, you want me to give control of the mouse here? Okay. Bam. It's a B. Okay. I can agree with that. I concur. I Next concur. is another movie on my list. Mm-hmm. Evil, Evil Dead, Dead Two. Uh-huh. Which is the perfect blend of horror, comedy, campiness. Mm-hmm. One of the best movies ever made. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've listened to us, how much I love <laughs> Sam Raimi. I love you. How much yeah. I love Bruce Campbell. I've, how much I love Ted Raimi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't forget that one. And Can't forget that one of his five. His his turn as Henrietta, incredible. And knowing a lot of the behind the scenes for that too, just makes it even even better. Even better for you of, of, of an experience. It does, and it's just it's just it's campy, it's gory, it's got you know the best one liners. Uh, it's got a it's got a hand that that moves around. And it's got the slapstick comedy element to it. It's just it's so perfect on every. It, for me, I know you don't like this movie, but for me, no. it took everything good about the first Evil Dead movie, which is a great movie. It's a great movie, and it just made it 
a hundred times better. <laughs> I I do so what one thing that I think what makes Evil Dead the first one better than Evil Dead Two is just strictly like the ending of Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. All the like the stop motion animation and then I don't know they do a little bit of uh, Evil Dead stop motion animation in Evil Dead Two as well, but it's just not on the same par. And nobody knows this on the pod, but I am a big fan of stop motion animation. You can't huge play. fan. Stop motion is it's fantastic, and specifically clay animation. I love that. Uh, I mean, I used to do like Lego stop motion animation. Mm-hmm. Um, th- those are horrible, <laughs> but I I think that's what makes e- the Evil Dead yeah m- better than Evil Dead Two in my eyes. I think even the remake Evil Dead is better than Evil Dead Two. I'm gonna disagree with that one. Yeah. Uh, but, but I understand where you're coming from when you're like talking about all the behind the scenes because you had those two books. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Campbell wrote. And the, the thing that's, I think, even really cool about Evil Dead is Evil Dead 2 is that the big risk taken in having a relatively unknown actor at the time, Bruce Campbell, mm-hmm. and he was, like, the first, the beginning of the film was pretty much just him alone in the cabin, and I, uh, it was kind of a big risk to take, and I know, I know the studio was a little apprehensive about that, mm-hmm. but it was done so beautifully, and that scene where all the furniture and, and wall mounting start laughing at him, yeah. He starts going crazy. Oh, mm-hmm. oh. it's beautiful. <laughs> you know, maybe if I watched it like backwards, excuse me, if I watched Evil Dead 2 first and then the Evil Dead, I might be on the board of Evil Dead 2 as the, being the better movie. But because we watched these bad boys back to back, comparing them like that, I saw being a little bit more serious a little bit better. But I guess watching more of his like actual work, I can get behind it a little bit more. I think also I'm more of a fan of dark comedy. <laughs> I know, yeah, this is bit, true. Bit more, uh, I lean more towards that campy mm. element of it. So for me, it is S tier. That's mm. that's what mm. it is for me. Mm. I won't settle for S-tier. less than S tier on this mm. one. Ah, I was thinking A tier. I won't settle for less than S tier on this one. <laughs> ah, I don't know, man. Okay, you know what? Because since I had atonement S tier, I'll give you I'll give you the Evil Dead S tier as well. I mean, just I'll I'll think about it as Multiverse of Madness being my favorite movie of 2022. I'll give it the S tier just because Sam Raimi. But I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be as gentle. As, That's fine. This as... is the only one that I wanted to make sure got on the S tier list. Okay, absolutely for sure. Okay, so. This is my next one. This is yes. Halloween I am, kills. I am very curious about this. You're one. very curious, I but I don't have a gigantic justification for it. I just want you know? to hear your reason. I I just love the environment. I, I think it took it back to the roots. Um, I know like Michael, not Michael Bay, uh, fucking Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie did his like interpretation. I think in like 2013, mm-hmm. uh, with Halloween, um, not Halloween kills, but Halloween, and um, it, it, I mean, you can think that. Rob Zombie is a good director, but he's just not. <laughs> and there's just too much camera shakes. It's not an interesting story at all. But Halloween Kills brings an actual interesting, uh, like, mythology towards it. And I know that people explaining it really made me, really made me interested in the movie because, it, I mean, his, I don't know much about the Michael Lore, uh, Michael Myers lore, um, but <clears throat> the, the idea that his hate, well, not his hate, but hate by the like the townspeople, people that really just makes him more stronger into like the superhuman is incredible, and I think that was so fun. And they did it 
they established that so well. There's like certain shots as well near the end mm-hmm. where they're beating the shit out of Michael uh, Michael Myers. Where I just I fell in love with it. It's like kind of like slow motion shots, but it's like it's just their face almost, and they're like beating beating them, and it's like a black background. It's just kind of like shots that are in creative that are really nice, and I really enjoyed it. And there's just some sick kills. There are. There's just I, some crazy I, I sick kills. There are sick kills. And yeah, I did like some of the story elements yes. the, that it felt like they were trying to mm-hmm. implement into it. I will say, uh, I don't like the movie too much. No, I I, I um, will I will admit that I did skip some parts. Yeah. A lot of the dialogue bits between Jamie Lee Curtis and the the cop, I just like <laughs> don't care. But this is great because the fact of the matter is, film being a medium of art, mm-hmm. art is subjective. Art is subjective. And you have people who worked really hard to make this movie, mm-hmm. and definitely. You have the studio, right? Which their main goal is to make money. Right. They want to make money, so they'll they'll push whatever they need to to make money. But you have the people who actually work on the film, and they're not trying to make a bad movie. You know, they're no. not trying to make a cash grab. They're doing this because this is what they love, mm-hmm. and they think, "Wow, this I think this is a good story. This is what I you know want to make." Right. And to then just crap all over a movie because you didn't like it. Well, okay, but somebody else might have loved it, and these people put their heart and soul into making this movie, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's fair to. I try not to be too hard on movies, even if I don't like them, because a lot of people work really hard to make that. And right. I know there's people out there who do love, who do, who indeed love yeah. this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, which is one of the problems I have. Is another one of the problems I have with Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. One of the many is, is like people will see a rotten review on it and be like, oh, oh it's terrible shit. movie. It's horrible. Terrible. Bad. Yeah. I also I, I but I take it both ways. Like so, if I see a really good rating on a movie, I also like I, I'm, I'm I'm I put. I put my my temptations or not temptations, but my my expectations, my expectations aside, and mm-hmm. and enjoy the movie as is. I like to go in blind. I do sure. too. I do indeed like to yeah. go in blind. I will give Halloween Kills a C. I think I think fair. I think that's that's perfect. That's, that's a perfect uh, rank for it um, because I mean, in itself, it's a great movie. I think like it's just enjoyable. It made me want to watch more slasher movies, mm-hmm. and that never happens. I don't typically enjoy slasher movies because I see nothing scary about it mm-hmm. but more it just made me more interested in it in that genre and I think that's a beautiful thing for a movie to do um, but comparing it to all the other movies <laughs> it's it has to go C tier for, for sure yeah well I would, yeah. I would agree with that. I would say either C or D yeah but, uh, <laughs> but I just, I'll give I it a C tier like the movie too much yeah <laughs> alright so this is your next one this is uh, Hero Hero I like me some martial arts film mm-hmm this and was one of the, the one of the four that I watched in preparation of this podcast. And I think it's beautifully shot. I love their use of colors mm-hmm. and the way the different sides of the story are told. I guess there's nothing crazy about the colors, though. Let's be serious. No, it's like different color themes. It's for each, it's different color themes, yeah. And that's what I love. Yeah, and and this one, I'm sorry, you can go ahead and actually explain. And, and there's some really uh, just the fights are so artsy, like at the the first fight at the beginning where they're fighting in the rain. The one where they're that that rain shot. They're really jumping on the water and they're fighting. Mm-hmm. That, I love that one. Too. Just beautiful, beautifully mm-hmm. shot. But those are like the only two. There's you know? other good fights. There's the scene in the the emperor's temple with all the curtains. Mm, I mean that's cool, but I didn't I didn't really I didn't I didn't compare it to like to the scene where they're fighting on the water or the oh, scene okay. where they're it's just like those those two are too crazy great. And I'm, I'm sorry, continue. I just they just beautifully directed. It's, I think it's mm-hmm. a great story. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just say, you know, martial arts. I love me some martial arts. I love Jet Li. Um, 
beautiful story. So this was the movie that you said that had the different per- perspectives, yes, right? From the different, different yeah. But when I was when I watched it, really, they all, there was what four stories, right? There was uh, three. I think it was, it was his story at first. Yeah, it was his story accounting, and, and then the king was like, "Thought happened." Yeah, so the king. Okay, I love I love explaining this because I was like, the uh, the guy, the, the assassin, right, comes in, he explains everything. <laughs> and the, the emperor's like, oh, man, that's all cat. Yeah. <laughs> you all dead like what? Mm-hmm. Now tell me what really happened. And then he's like, well, you know what? You know, you true. Okay. <laughs> no, this happened. You know, this, this happened. And he's like, you know what? I don't know, bro. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like an interesting like conversation that takes fold, uh, that unfolds rather uh, with, with the assassin and the emperor. Um, but I, I guess I'm just not a martial arts fan, and um, th- sometimes I felt like the the th- this might have been the, the issue. I I watched it on Tubi, mm-hmm. and did you watch it in the uh, subtitled version? I watched yes. Yeah, yeah, and I I only had the option of watching it in English, uh, so a lot of it was kind of <clears throat> maybe I just didn't understand the story proper because of the the sub the the dubbed version of it. I had no option. I would have rather watched the the Chinese, I guess the Cantonese. I think the, it's Cantonese in Mandarin. In Mandarin. <laughs> it's better it probably it probably establish establishes the story a lot better. Yeah. Um, I just found it conv- convoluted, and I, I didn't know what the freak was happening. I just it's so, it's so emotional. <laughs> I guess so. I I th- I do like the like them being like I like the the craziness the the absurdity of like their their motions i guess mm-hmm. i don't know i do like it but i'm not a martial arts fan so what would what would you rank it and i'll tell you what i what i would rank it i would put it uh <coughs> a or b a or b it. yeah i think i would agree with b b i think we should put it on b right. I, I like that put it on b i think it could have been better fun fact quentin tarantino helped uh get this movie to Fuck Colorado. yeah yeah. I saw those those top top twenty movies that he did that he likes. Like, mm-hmm. I think his number one was like Battle Royale, which I think is like a Mandarin Mandarin movie. So that makes sense. Yeah, he did. Yeah, which I didn't know until much later <laughs> until I until I actually knew who Quentin Tarantino was. But, uh, I love that. Uh, speaking of speaking of Quentin Tarantino, uh, if you followed us, you know he's my favorite director. Yeah. This next film on this list is my favorite that he's made, and it's Kill Bill Volume One. And never watched it. Never, never, never watched it, watched it uh, to zero 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 to however long the movie is. I never well, watched it from page to page to page, back to back to front. Never here's watched. what I love about it. Yeah. It's just such a, a weird mashup of genres. Because you got martial arts. Uh, isn't there anime in there too? There's anime. Yeah. yeah there's a, there's, <laughs> there's actual anime, anime in there. Yeah. yeah. There's. It's got like seventies film vibes as well. Mm-hmm. No, and the martial arts and like some western vibes in there as well. And like I don't know that any other director could have made such a mashup mm-hmm. of that's s- true different genres mm-hmm. work so well and just <clears throat> be an absolutely like fun time. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I I guess that's I, I it makes me want to watch it, honestly. It, it so does. Good. Uh it's like his eighth is, eighth seventh movie or uh, it's his fourth. Fourth? I think fourth. Okay. Was Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction. Jackie Brown, 
And then Kill Bill. And then yeah, it was a Kill Bill two volume. Yeah, oh, Kill Bill volume two. Which volume two is good. Mm. It's not as good as volume one though. Mm. Okay. Because volume one just is like perfection. Okay. What what uh, what rank? I I mean I want to give it S rank. I but think you haven't seen it. I so. haven't seen it, so I don't think it, it deserves the S rank. We can go for A. But I think I'm, I was gonna like we can put it in A. I'll, I'll, I'll I think settle, I I think I'll we can settle play, because um, I, I I know I began watching it, but I got to like five minutes in and I call it quits because I was like ah this is a long movie <laughs> I don't want to I don't know if I want to put it it's all my time in there. Really? Ones, yeah. Well, I mean, not saying much what shorter by thirty minutes well, or I, I instead know, of three hours, it's you know it's two hours and thirty minutes. I think it's closer to just two hours. Okay. Well, I mean, there is two of it, so I guess that makes sense if he's trying to... I mean... Yeah. Anyways. It was originally supposed to release as just one part. Really? That and then he just decided to do two? I'm glad he did. I'm glad he I'm did, glad too. He did. If, he, if he was intended on doing volume one and two into the one movie, that would probably would have been pretty... That would have been a pretty long movie. Yeah. It would have been a long movie, but I think dividing into the two volumes, you, you can probably focus on a lot of lot more interesting Definitely. ideas. And, and it left a, the first one weak on purpose. One of the greatest cliffhangers of all time. Okay. I think I have to watch it then. You should. <clears throat> yes, indeed. So these next two are actually mine. Yes. If you couldn't tell, Michael Max was is obviously going to be mine. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think it's called pronounced the Les Misérables or something. Um, this is the new. This is the remake. Yeah, yeah this is the musical. musical. I had never seen it before, and I watched mm. it last night. Yeah, and you made me aware of the uh, original one. I guess the one with Liam Neeson. And then I he love. told me that it wasn't a musical, and I said, "Fuck that! <laughs> I'm not watching um, it. I'm not watching it." Then I like the old one with Liam Neeson. Uh, I like this one too, not as much. I think this is better. I enjoy it. Well, I can't say it's better, but I think I enjoyed it more, much more. Yeah. It rang a little bit more in my soul because I mean, I I do lo- I love me some musicals. I do. I do like musicals. I love. Yeah, I love. I love music and. Uh, a lot of the I still I have some of their playlists on my Spotify. <laughs> yeah. I, and I loved I, one of the things I really loved about this was the mm-hmm. kind of gritty, sometimes mm-hmm. a little shaky like camera. Oh well, yeah, yeah. It just felt mm-hmm. really helped add a lot to to the world as a whole. Absolutely, and I think uh, Anne Hathaway won a won an Oscar yeah, from this she, bad boy, yeah, didn't she? She won an Oscar yeah. for supporting actors. Yeah. So what is it about this movie that resonates with you? Uh, it's great. <laughs> I just I yeah, that's really it. Like I I watch. I think I it was on my it was on my Netflix. And it was on my list, and I, th- I was like, oh, do I want to watch this? Like, I see, I know it's a musical, but I don't know if I'm like, I really want to watch a musical right now. It was real late at night. My, my not my Aaron, <laughs> my wife was was asleep, so I was like, oh, okay, might as well I'll put in the headphones and watch it. And magic ensued. Gonna put it down. Magic ensued. You know, I got I got emotional for a couple of parts mm-hmm. of this movie. I yeah, shed a couple of tears. I think um, when uh, when they have those barricades up. And, but the, um, the, the I think it was like the British soldiers or I, th- I think it was something like that. I think there was no maybe it was just the French soldiers. That I mean that would make more sense if it was the French okay. soldiers. Yeah, the French Revolution, right? And uh, that would make obvious obvious <laughs> sense. <laughs> uh, and then they go through, you know, they break through the the barricade and they start killing all these people. That was like the most most uh, most heartfelt part of me. I mean, I mean, <clears throat> that was the most heartfelt, and I think. It's kind of obvious why if Malcolm X is, you know, on my list as yeah. well. If they're trying to make a difference, mm-hmm. but they get killed right, right before the. I mean, right before yeah. these kids can make a difference, uh, that it just resonated with me. That was a sad part. That and uh, when the I can't pronounce her name, but that lady who liked. Um, oh yeah, uh, uh, who liked uh, Eddie Raymond. Yeah, Eddie. Uh, Red, 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 Red. 
I think he had like Eddie Redmond. Eddie Red, Redmond's character. Redmond or uh, Redmond. yeah, something like that. I think uh, I think when she died. Yeah. Yes, I, that that song mm-hmm. made me a little emotional. Uh, mm-hmm. I will say, uh, I love Hugh Jackman. I love Russell Crowe. He's a great. He's like a great They're singer great. too. They really are. Yeah. Yes, I will say, Javert's death in this one did not hit me as emotionally mm-hmm. as in the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told you a little bit about this right. because in the original they both meet up by this by the river, right. and uh, Javert. Uh, yeah, real, he knows that uh, he's never gonna stop trying to get he's trying to get this Jean, guy Jean Valjean. Jean Valjean. Jean Valjean. I love saying uh, these names. I know. <laughs> he, he knows he's never gonna stop hunting him. He just mm. can't. Yeah. He's the embodiment of the law, mm-hmm. and so he handcuffs himself and he and he throws himself throws into himself. the river. Mm-hmm. And then Liam Neeson just runs off a free man, and like you just see his it's face. So he just starts to smile mm-hmm. as he's running off a free man. And I I like this. What I love about Layman's is I can see biblical messages like woven through it and it's great because you know one a lot of christian films that are made are just terrible yeah terribly poor production quality mm-hmm. poorly acted usually a pretty weak script and if we'll also pastor taught us anything is if you have a horrible like low low budget you can still make something pretty good you can, yes. <laughs> but I, christian christian movies can't yeah. typically pull that off lame is i think it's great because one it's not preachy Mm, I just that's true. see themes woven throughout it. Right. Where you have Javert, who represents the law, mm. and the law is very rigid and very, if you mess up even on a little thing, like just taking bread because, mm. you know, when you need food, you know, you're, <laughs> you're a sinner and you mm. deserve to be punished for that. Exactly. Whereas you have the grace aspect of it, where it's like, well, yes, but the law is meant to lead you to Christ, and once you're, you know, you need to be free of the law, you need to kind of let the law die, which is why Jesus came and died on the cross, was to... Mm-hmm. We're no longer slaves to the law. Right. We now have freedom in mm-hmm. him, and I just think it's beautiful. So when he throws himself in and, the river, and match that with the French Revolution, mm-hmm. it, it brings in incredible, incredible, like uh, dare I say, nuances. It is. It is great. No, it's it's a great movie. It's a great story. Um, I can see. I know. I can see why it would make a top ten list. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think this is rank for me. I think I'm going to put this on A. Yeah, I think I want to put this rank A. The the only thing <clears throat> about this movie was they they unnecessarily sung so much. <laughs> like I mean, maybe in yeah. My, <laughs> because then they would have very few lines of just dialogue with no singing. Right. It didn't make sense because they've sung things like "My name is Javier." <laughs> it's nice to meet you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they do that. <laughs> they do that. Oh, so much. That's so funny. So that was my only like. They're yeah. singing everything. Yeah, but I think that's because you do do like dialogue. You, I mean, just being a fan of Quentin Tarantino, watching Notting Hill, Mr. Mom, things like that. You do you do like yourself some uh, I do some dialogue, yeah. and so I can understand that kind of upset you. <laughs> so I think we agree on A, though. I would agree on okay. A. Okay, okay, still a really good movie. A, beautiful. All right, so this yeah, Malcolm X. I mean, come on. I was going to watch it last night, yeah. and I saw it was three and a half hours. <laughs> Not much I needed to explain here, because, I mean, it's just like everybody knows who Malcolm X is, at least in America. Um, I guess the only background that I need to put here is that one time in uh, high school. Um, yeah, high school is like freshman year or something like that. Um, yeah, I'm going to say freshman year. Just sometime in high school. Yeah. Uh, we had to write this essay. It was, if you guys know what it's called, DBQs. Okay, I don't know what it stands for, <laughs> but it was a DBQ. It's essentially just like an essay, um, and we we had to. We were, I mean, we were, we were studying civil rights movement movements at that time, and we were either we had to make we had to uh, 
wow <laughs> we had to either pick the side of Malcolm X or or with uh, Martin Luther King mm -hmm. kind of like if you agree with his philosophy if you agree with that philosophy um, and I picked Malcolm X um, I I because I agree wholeheartedly almost with his um, with his philosophy and stuff like that uh, it's, it's a shame of what happened with his life um, it's I mean not what he did with mm -hmm. his life but just how his life ended uh, it's just a, a sad situation all around um, obviously <laughs> and I, I just wonder like what would happen if we had this like alternate universe if we went through Malcolm X's philosophy instead of Martin Luther King obviously all Americans especially like other white Americans excuse me um, were really more comfortable with Martin Luther King because it was more non-violence uh, Malcolm X was more violent um, and more for segregation and <clears throat> those things as those things are what I can get behind almost um, but it, it, it sounds kind of you know I do want to ask you and I know you've told me before but yeah for the listener who hasn't heard yeah what you mean when you agree with segregation his views on segregation okay yeah so I can explain real fast um, his his views on segregation and at least in this in this specific um, uh, era yeah exactly he believed in segregation in the idea of because the white community has, I mean, you have CEOs, you, I mean, you had Ford, right? You had these big companies that are owned by white people. And even just like in social dilemmas, I mean, white people are more, they were more respected, I guess, and privileged, more privileged. Um, and so his idea was let's segregate, let's, let's separate the blacks from the whites and so that the blacks can, can focus on their community and so that we can focus our powers and focus the black excellence essentially and then at some point start integrating and start you know mingling but first we need to like focus on black communities um but i mean malcolm x obviously and he thought the other otherwise and you got to keep them all together but and but his his idea was essentially that and so that's that's i agree wholeheartedly i don't think i i, I that's why i i just always i i I think about what the world could be like if Malcolm X was, I mean, still alive, mm -hmm. or if we took his his thoughts instead, yeah. and I, I adopted think, his philosophy instead. I think what's crazy for me to think about is, uh, and I never really thought about this too too mm -hmm. hard too hard before, but just how this wasn't that long ago. No, like segregation, exactly, and, and all that stuff. It really wasn't that long ago. Mm -hmm. So I just I think that's that's crazy. One, well, just one, how far we've gone. Obviously, there's still ways to go. Absolutely, and everyone, you know, we all do better. Mm -hmm. But I just, just thinking back, I'm like, no, we really aren't that far removed from no. it. You know, and mm -hmm. it's just kind of a, it, kind it, of a crazy. It's thought. a crazy thought that I, I think it's, it's, it's scary because I mean, we read in history books, and that's, I mean, everybody, oh, it's history. Yeah. So we don't have to think about it. But you guys realize that we're going to be in history books mm -hmm. at some yeah. point. You know, Donald Trump's going to be in the history books. COVID's going to be in the history books and stuff like that and, and people generations before us that even when we're still alive and we were hitting like 50 they're going to be like oh COVID what was, what was that like mm -hmm. you know what I mean and and I think I mean yeah Malcolm X for me has to be S tier it sounds has I, to be I S tier I haven't me. seen it but yeah. you know it sounds like a pretty one that had a pretty powerful impact on you oh yeah just like it would be I've heard really good things about it. So, mm -hmm. and cool. and because of people like Malcolm X and Martin Luther King, we're here to make this podcast today. That's right. Yeah, That's absolutely. Right. 
breaking barriers. Breaking barriers, baby. Yeah, I would throw that bad S-tier. boy in S tier. S tier, baby. All right, this this next one is a Mr. one of my Mom. favorites, Mr. Mom. And <laughs> this movie is not groundbreaking in any way. It's it's a, it's a comedy. Yeah. I love comedies. Mm. It's a feel good movie. I can just sit back and mm. watch this and just be entertained just for an hour and a half. <laughs> Michael Keaton does great. Back in the days where movies were an hour and a half, now we're, now we're hitting three hour, four hour, yeah. two hour movies, which are enjoyable. They're enjoyable, they're, they're but not for the people who have to work in the fucking movie theater. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Those I, are horrible. Yeah, I actually enjoyed the three hour movies in the theater because uh, mm. it's a lot more spaced out. The showings. Oh sure. So, I mean, but I'm, I'm like a server. You're a bartender. Oh yeah. No, if you're <laughs> so a server, you have to stay a lot later. Yeah. I don't have to worry about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So. But uh, uh, it's just an entertaining movie, mm-hmm. and Michael Keaton has got great comedic timing. I mean, honestly, I wonder how much was improved, if I anything, know. of it. I, know, I do wonder. I, I always love to think what was improv in mm-hmm. a comedy movie. Because mm-hmm. you got to imagine, I know there's a lot of stories of just comedy movies, just so many improvised stuff. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it follows a guy who has to, to watch his kids while his wife goes to work because he's been laid off. He's been laid off. And it's just funny. <laughs> it's good. I think it, it made me appreciate Michael Keaton a little bit more because when I first watched uh, Batman, I think, I think it was just first Batman with the Joker Nicholas uh, Cage Jack Nicholson, <laughs> Jack Nicholson as uh, the Joker right and uh, th- um, thinking on him as being like a dr- this dramatic actor and there was you know I had that perception that he wasn't a dramatic actor um, and then Batman came and I saw him like, kind of joking around I was like eh, I don't know if I really like it but now that I see Mr. Mom knowing that he was actually like a comedic actor it makes me more respectful of the Batman and Batman, Batman Returns even Mm-hmm. I think what I love about um, top ten lists of movies, like people's top ten favorites, is it doesn't have to be this groundbreaking film. You know, mm. you don't need the, you know, Blade Runner. Yeah, or yeah, like yeah. These long, mm-hmm. the which you know, or uh, well, I suppose a lot of people like the Journey. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Two Thousand One: A Space Odyssey. You know, you don't need those. You know, did you, know did you enjoy the film? Yeah. You, you know, know what's funny though? I was just talking to Matt. Uh, I might have to. I don't know if we should blur out his name, but I might blur. I don't know. Well, um, we'll just, talking, just, yeah. I guess so. I'll just blur out his name just to be just to be <laughs> safe with it. But I was saying, I was reading some uh, Stephen King, and I was like, wow, this is um, really fucking boring. <laughs> it was. I I was saying, I was talking to him and saying like how Stephen King is kind of an overrated writer. He's his writing is like it's it's almost dragged out. Like the word, like his sentences don't really ever end you yeah. know and they're just kind of dragged down i know that's supposed to be like setting a scene or setting a mood but it's like come on dude i just want to let's just get into it you're a horror writer so let's get into some more elements while he's like focusing on this old man writing in his diary and why he does it <laughs> i don't care <laughs> um and i think i and i was like maybe the shining i don't know it just reminded me of it of this story because you, you brought up the shining because because yeah. this guy Cause this guy said i likes the shining the shining is Shining's boring. Yeah. And I'm going to say it. It's on so many top 10 horror movies of all time. Yeah. It's like on the number one spot. I don't get it. It's not, it's not that scary. It's really not. No. And it's just boring. Give us. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it's not that good. I just want to double check if this is. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure everything was good to go. I, we've had so many technical issues in the past <laughs> that today, I did not. Please, and today, today, in general, today being a two-hour setup, I wanted to make sure everything was good to go. So just, just making sure. Anyway, so Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom, yes. Uh, that feels like a B. I, I agree wholeheartedly. 
B for sure. Hundred percent. It feels like a B. I know. I've got a lot of B movies. <laughs> I like B movies. You okay? do like <laughs> you do like yourself B movies. This next one is uh, uh, one of mine as well. Um, my favorite romantic comedy, uh, Notting Hill. Notting Hill. Uh, which is a little strange because I don't really like Julia Roberts. I don't know why. Uh, like personally, I don't know why. I don't I don't know why I don't like yeah, her. Yeah, I don't Which, know that I have a good reason for not yeah. liking her. I just kind of don't. And so when I started, when I, I'm sorry, I, I'm going to explain this real fast. Because when I first started watching it, I was like, oh my god, Anna Scott, okay. <laughs> you mean Julia Roberts? Because they're starting, they, when they first started the movie, they're using um, like clips of her actual like actress life. And I was like, oh, this is going to be like essentially just a fucking biopic of <laughs> Julia Roberts. And then it made me think like, well, why do I hate Julia Roberts so much? <laughs> like, I don't know. And I thought it was so ironic because then, then I was like, maybe I should just look up a documentary of why I don't like this Julia Roberts character. And it kind of explains those 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 themes and, like, people really getting into, like, actors, like, personal life shine in Notting Hill. So I think I, that's why I enjoyed it so much because it was like, hey, Ian, you're kind of doing the exact same thing that this movie is almost saying. Mm-hmm not to do yeah um so i thought yeah i like that well, i like it it's uh it's a nice little love story um i love hugh grant hugh grant yeah this He's is one of my voice. my favorite yeah no it's one of my favorites uh yeah. favorite performances by him i didn't even know i liked him that much yeah, it's, it's my favorite performance of his um he plays just this kind of humble little book story keeper and yeah. one day he meets this actress and they fall in love and then they like this there's a lot of back and forth between mm-hmm. getting together and then not being together yeah then... which i loved i love that breaking of the formula i feel like a lot of rom-coms they come in and they do the exact same thing mm-hmm. boy meets girl they get together happiness ensues until one, one day thing. one thing happens or some shit you know and then they break, break up, up. And, then and then they get back and the movie's over right but these people they get back together Three doesn't work. Times, yeah. Get back together. Doesn't work. Get back together. Yeah, three different like times. Three or four times. Yeah. And uh, the dialogue is is what I enjoyed of it, and I know I say this all the time, but it's intelligent. Because it <laughs> what I guess as like a, a person that kind of wants to get into like the comedic scene and into like stand up comedy and stuff like that, I think at some point I'll probably you'll probably see me on the on the stand doing some stand-up right we'll be in the front row <laughs> i and i really appreciated some of the some of the times where they kind of bring back earlier jokes i know like halfway in he pretends to be like uh this uh magazine reporter and he's like um with horse and hound yeah right yep. and then at the very end of the movie he brings it back up and, like I love like the horse so and, yeah i yeah. love and they bring him that's like just one example of many times that they bring back jokes like that and mm-hmm. i think that to be a rom-com to be a, a comedy that's 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 one of the that's one of the it's just one of the more organic rom-coms i've ever really actually seen and it's really it's really good it is actually a very very well put together movie i agree yeah that's one of my favorites for a reason yeah i th- I, I would i'm sorry he's such a gentleman Hugh Grant. oh yeah Hugh Grant is such, such a, a gentleman, gentleman. Wow, I know, and I just love that. You, you were explaining that Hugh Grant has has done like less gentlemanly and like yeah, uh, like, uh, he plays in a couple other rom coms that I've seen where he's just kind of this prideful and pretentious guy mm-hmm. who's got to learn to be humble. But in this, he's just this humble. And this is the first role I think that I that memorably that I saw him in, and it's definitely my favorite of his. Uh. But yeah, 
and there's other ones like two weeks notice or music and lyrics. And they're, kind they're of all kind of like guy or this, prideful, uh, pretentious British man. Yeah, pretentious British man. But yeah. in this, he's just this humble British guy who owns a bookstore. Yeah, and a traveling bookstore. So Doesn't yeah. even have. I think I think they uh, they named out Winnie the Pooh in there in the bookstore. Like, do, you have any, do you have any Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> Man, we're a traveling bookstore dipshit. It's like, get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love that. Um, that was great. I think it deserves that A, a rank. I would give it an A rank. A rank, I would, rank for sure. I would do S or A, but I'll yeah. settle for A. I'll, I'll, yeah, I think A is a Best, perfect movie. My favorite romantic comedy, yes. Wow. All right, this next one is wow, wow, wow. yours. This will be yours right my now. My heart kind of like got excited <laughs> when I saw Onward. Yeah. Coming back. Oh, man. I haven't seen this one. Yeah. So a lot. I, I will get. I'm gonna get a little personal. I'm gonna get a little personal. Um, people don't know this. No, I don't really like to say it a lot. But my my father passed away. He died. It was horrible. <laughs> Obviously, I didn't like it. I, I, <laughs> it's uh. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't like it. He my my father passed away. Um, obviously, and this movie follows a character named Ian. What is he trying to do? He's trying to find his fucking dad. And when I first watched this, I watched it in the theater. Um, I was, you know, under some influences <laughs> that enhance your feelings. <laughs> and I watched this bad boy, and there wasn't a single scene where I was not crying my eyes out. It, but it wasn't. It wasn't like sadness though. They kind of like when I watched this movie, it brought me a level of like happy tears that I could be like it, it helped me cope with the passing of my father um and it I think for that it, it's S tier for me well 100%. I, I would never take that away yeah S tier rank away for something that if you, would if, help you move on you know yeah. just something that it's something so beautiful that beautiful, a movie can know, do yeah just uh I've never seen it but I uh I can understand mm-hmm. you know there's just those certain films that hit you because your relationships that you've had with people who've mm-hmm. either passed or maybe who are still alive mm-hmm. and maybe that relationship wasn't where you wanted it to be mm-hmm. or isn't where you want it to be mm-hmm. and then you watch a film and it just it's exactly you. You, just, you just spoke to my soul bro that's exactly what happened with me and my dad I wasn't re- I was I, I he passed away when I was 15 you know in those in those years you're very rebellious you yeah. know you're kind of a bitch mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, I was definitely a bitch <laughs> <laughs> I always tell you that you would hate the person that I used to be when I was like 15 I have only now been like the better me now, and I think you get a glimpse of that sometimes when I get really angry yeah, and I get upset. You get you get a little you get a little yeah. glimpse of that. Uh, but I, I'm really I've, I've pulled back a lot of my my issues, and and one of those reasons, one of the, one of those helpful reasons has been onward. Um, yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. It's gonna tell it's gonna tell the next ring for sure. Bam. Like I said, like a lot of my movies, they're they're really just like background information that make it be- the best for me. Which is the best, obviously, mm-hmm. that pers- you know, that personal connection. Yeah, movies that you feel towards a movie, and that's what's so great about movies. movies. You know, and, yeah, and just uh, the art mm-hmm. of it. You know, it speaks to everyone differently. Absolutely, and it helps us forget about our problems. Mm-hmm. It helps us move on. It helps us cope. Mm-hmm. It's truly really a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing, especially if you're on. Emotional enhancing well, <laughs> substances. I suppose that would happen. <laughs> um, the next one is my movie again. Yeah. And it's called Perfect Sense. 
which is a double entendre, if that's the word. What? A double entendre? Like, it's, uh, it means two different things? Oh. Is that what it, is that what it means? I, double I entendre? Know, I've never heard that. I think that's, before. like, symphony shit. <laughs> like, band stuff. <laughs> but I'm just putting it into my regular vi- vocabulary. Um, but, like I say, perfect sense, if you don't know what it is, um, I don't know if it's, like, a, it was, if it was a big movie or not, but what it is, essentially, is, um, you live in a world, and there's this, it's kind of like the happening, right, where it's just, like, this unknown disease, but instead, ha- uh, Perfect Saints is a better movie, but, the, uh, there's, like, this weird kind of, like, disease going around, and, uh, it destroys, or rather just completely annihilates your, your senses, your, like, one of your five senses, and throughout the movie, it's, Productively, it gets more and more and more. Like at first, you lose your taste. Something like you can live without, um, but it's kind of, you know, rough if you don't have it. You know, but they. It, but then it slowly, slowly progresses until they lose their sense of seeing, mm-hmm. and then that's when it. That's when the movie ends. Um, and then perfect sense being, it's a romantic <laughs> movie, and it just makes perfect sense for these two people. These un, un, uh, un unlike people to get together and just have love and this world where everything's crumbling apart and it's just them too and it makes perfect sense while their senses are going away I will say when you told me about this movie uh, it was one movie I was very interested in watching mm-hmm. I tried to watch it last night but you had to buy it for me ah, I wasn't going to do that I'll let you borrow it uh, I will borrow it yeah, and then yeah. Watch it. that sounds like just a very interesting concept mm-hmm. um, I'm just going to ask do they stay together I believe so. <laughs> I don't I remember so. proper because I, I could take it if they didn't. <laughs> the other side of the story is when I, my ex girlfriend, like back in middle school or not middle school, excuse me, uh, high school, I first saw this movie, and I watched it like five times after that <laughs> because I, I like I just watched it by myself and I was like, "Yo, girl, you gotta watch this movie, boy." <laughs> and then uh, we watched the movie together. I don't think she enjoyed it too much, but I was like mesmerized and then I watched it a couple more times after that um, and so I mean I watched it a long time ago but I remember it making just perfect sense that it needed to be on this list it sounds like a great movie mm. like, it sounds like something I would very much be interested in mm. I think I, I'm going to give it an A list A tier it sounds like an A list movie mm. yes, it doesn't sound like who would have known none of our movies are going to make the D list <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think any were going to make the D list <laughs> they're all in S, A, B's or C's baby all right, Richard Jewell, this is also mine. Yes, it is. Uh, but I don't have a huge, almost similar to Halloween. I don't have like a gigantic uh, reason for this is made the list. It just, I don't, so it all kind of comes together, right? So with me trying to process my dad's, my father's passing, I I believe that was, that was after, I believe so. I mean, it came out in like 2018 or something like that, I don't know. Maybe something like that. Um, trying to deal with my father's passing, I didn't really cry a lot about anything else. Um, and watching Richard Duell, though, like, like I didn't really cry about anything else that didn't pertain to me because I, it was, I mean, it was my grief. I needed to be in that. Um, but watching Richard Duell, trying to this man trying to be a hero and actually doing something very heroic, and then at the at this then immediately gets you know body shamed essentially because because he's fat he has to be a villain mm-hmm. right he planted it on himself because he's always wanted to be a hero now he just he planted a bomb so then he could be the hero and because he's fat essentially he 
he's the villain. He did that. This is what happened. And the media just shits on his name. And so the entire movie is just him trying to get his name back. And then at the very end, at the very end where the I think his lawyer was like, you're done. Like you're fine. Like you have your name back. This man, they're sitting in the restaurant. This man looks at his donut, picks it up, and starts eating it. And he's like enjoying it so much. He's like, and then he sort of starts fucking crying because it's finally over for him. Mm-hmm. And that was when I was like, oh, <laughs> it hurt my heart so much just to see this man go through so much pain. And I guess inadvertently maybe thinking retrospectively now it might have even helped me with my own my own grief and maybe in my own personality to kind of feel bad for other people mm-hmm. you know uh, but um, I would probably just put in the B tier you know just right in the middle you know yeah. put in the D tier <laughs> shit was ass <laughs> uh, I put in the B tier what do you think yeah I've never seen this so I don't know okay. it always looked a little boring to me which is why I never watched it. Like, I'm not going to lie. I mean, there's a lot of good ass. Is it, is it look really <laughs> I mean, a lot of Clint Eastwood's movies, I feel like, are kind of boring. They're the, 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 the concept is more... No, not not the ones that he's in. Yeah, the, the ones that he directs. Yeah. yeah. There was the, uh, the one he did, uh, 1517 to Paris or whatever. I never Just based on the true story one. of these three uh, buddies who uh, stopped this terrorist attack on a train. Oh. Uh, and they actually, the actors they used were the actual people. No so way! Like great actors, right? But you know, it was it was kind of that's kind of sick were, though. It was a genuine like they were giving, they were acting like that's kind of, kind of more like real people, but it was kind of bad acting. Sure, but that's because it was the real people. Because so. it was the real people, and then. it was pretty good. Uh, the action doesn't really happen until the end, so you're just watching all the lead up to it. Mm. Um, I enjoyed it, but it was it was also kind of boring. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's all I have. To say. <laughs> yeah. What's up? I agree with. Okay. <laughs> so at least we can pull off a great ending. I guess, yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh, did, was he? Did he direct Grand Tor- uh, Grand Torino? Did he direct that one, or was he just in it? I think so. I think he directed that. I'm gonna do a little Google search. Oops. Grand Torino movie. Uh, yeah, director yep. Clint Eastwood. I mean, that was a pretty good one. I never, I never actually watched that movie. Um in like HD <laughs> that was back in the days where we used uh, little CDs little sharpie Grand Torino and I would we had like my mom had this entire like booklet <laughs> like you know uh, pirated movies yeah. and I would watch that bad boy in like 720p baby <laughs> yeah hell yeah <laughs> alright so what's next next is a movie on my list that would be Scott Pilgrim versus the world Scott Pilgrim versus the world I know there's a lot of talk that if you like this movie one of your favorites that means you're toxic really yes that is a big thing it's a big thing <laughs> i've never like, heard about that one like that or if you like pulp fiction or fight club stay away from that guy those are red flag movies <laughs> red flag i disagree <laughs> wow you're you got all the red flags <laughs> i do i love this movie this mm. movie one is funny it's good you know i like comedy yeah it's got good really clean action yeah like extremely clean action you've seen this movie yeah who directed it I think uh, I know Edgar the director Wright. yeah Edgar, Edgar Wright. Wright that's Wright. right that's last right. night Soho Hot mm-hmm. Fuzz yeah. Shaun of the Dead Shaun of the Dead this is my favorite movie of his though it's got, it's, and I love the story um, it almost in a, in a way resonates with me on kind of a personal level um, you've got Michael Sarah, who is kind of a he's a jerk he's a jerk and he doesn't really respect women right in person? In, 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 you know, 
in real life? In the movie, sorry. In the his movie? In the movie. He doesn't respect women? Not really. No, he's, he's constantly dating different women, and um, just, he's, he is. So, like, so Renona Flower doesn't respect men? I mean, because well, it's all about it's all about her and her either, exes. You know? It is. They're both two people who just kind of go through life and they don't really care so much about other people's feelings. It's interesting. I've never more, seen it like that. They more want them. They're moving from relationship to relationship, hoping to find maybe hoping to find like happiness or find something because they've been hurt before. So they're not really there emotionally or together. They're just kind of well, this works for now, but the moment it doesn't, or the moment I find something better, that's done. We're moving on. You know. <laughs> Oh, I see. And uh, it's just it's just great because I've just seen how in the end he fights for Ramona, mm. but in the end it's about it's more about him mm. discovering mm. his his own like self respect, yeah, um, and just being able to you know that's true that's true live actually with himself and yeah. kind of become yeah the power of love and then he gets his ass whooped yep. but then, then he comes back self respect yeah. yeah. I remember that. It's great because mm-hmm. it's not promoting toxicness. If anything, it's like, hey, what this is clearly yeah. not good behavior yeah. he's doing. Yeah. And now he's learned. He's learned, learned a lesson. lesson. And now he's you know, uh, he's a changed man. It's great because of it. I love that. Uh, and it's just, and it's just great action too. And like my favorite Chris Evans performance. Like <laughs> what? My favorite <laughs> really? Chris Evans performance. Yes. Okay. I, I feel like he's been. It. He was better in Human Torch. Listen, like I love. Or even like <laughs> Knives Out or anything. I love it. <laughs> okay. I know it was such a small role, but it I was loved yeah, it. it was literally nothing. <laughs> I loved it. Though, okay. You know? Well, what is it in? For me, it's an S. Oh. Ah, I I guess it, it resonates with you, right? Like it does. emotionally. It does. <sighs> it's it's hard for me to agree. I don't S. What if it's like A? Well. It could be A, but I think it's S. <laughs> this is definitely the movie I've okay. seen the most. Okay. Well, uh, well, okay. This is the movie. Okay. I, this is my most rewatched movie. All right. I'll give you. I'll give you. Because now that I'm looking at my list, it's like <laughs> majority of mine. So let's let's. Okay. Let's let's move on. This. <laughs> I love this movie so much. Here we go. The many adventures. I'm gonna just let you speak on it, and then you put your rank in, so I just not have to put my two cents in this. Listen, I don't know why you would not love the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Okay, it is just the best, the best kids movie ever. I love Winnie the Pooh. I grew up watching it, so that's a big factor in this. I just, I just love bears. I loved bears. I've always loved bears for some reason. And there's Winnie the Pooh, and he's just this kind of dumb bear. Who, who's just making his way through life, you know? And he's just this happy, dumb bear who just wants honey. <laughs> and he's just a good friend to everybody. And he just, he doesn't even, he just loves, like, everybody, but, like, Rabbit is annoyed by him, but he doesn't even notice. Like, he just, it's like you. He just invites himself oh, over. Yeah. I know. I mean, I just resonate with that. <laughs> but, uh, he just, like, eats food, and he just. Just eats food? I just love it. And it's just, well, what's just going good on? lessons in there. Uh, well, I won't make you put this on S. Okay, thank God. I guess it's but, not happening uh, on that. An A? An A? Yeah. Oh, why can't it just yeah. be with C? No. Why can't it be with Halloween that Kills? That deserve a C. Oh, I don't know, but it's a TV show. It's not a TV show. It, these are movies. These are. This is a TV they show. compiled it into one movie collection. Oh, for real? Yeah. The Mini Adventures of It's just one. It's just one gigantic they movie? They compiled it into one movie. Well, how many yeah. seasons are there? Not a season. Really? Yeah. It's just 
I thought it was a TV show. No. I think when it was they a originally movie? did it, it was just mini shorts that they would release on TV way back in the day. Okay. But it's all in one complete, complete thing. Right. It's, it's one so it deserves a list and a spot with Notting Hill and Kill Bill. Yes. And not the Batman Returns or Mr. Mom. I feel like those are more it's 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 league though. I'll settle for B. Okay. I would settle for B. I think we but I it's think not B. going to C. Okay, B. Okay. Okay. B for sure. Hundred percent. I I agree with that. Bail. Perfect. Ooh, I love this next one. The natural. The natural. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of sports movies. Mm. This one isn't so much a sports movie as it is. You said it has some interesting, has concepts. some interesting concepts, uh, really good themes, and it's more about the, the man than the man. It's more about the man than the sport itself. It's using baseball to tell the story, but it's a story about. It's like Spider-Man, Spider-Man Two. It's, it's a superhero movie, but it's about the character. You know? mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's what I that's what I love about this movie. Uh, it was also it's a movie that I've watched with my dad, uh, which which does mm. which does help because he loves this movie. Uh, it was just I. The best ways I've related, I think, to my dad is when I've watched movies, because mm. I love movies, and I think that's just how I can best relate to somebody. Um, mm. And I just, one of my best memories is, is when he took me to see uh, The Dark Knight when they came out. Um, that's just one of my best memories from my childhood. Mm. Um, and this movie is a movie that he loved, that he watched with his dad. Um, oh, I see. It's a generational movie. Yeah. And uh, I watched it and that and it, it kind of there's themes in it that resonate with me as well of, mm. you know you've made mistakes in your past but you don't have to make those same mistakes again like you can you learn and you grow and you, and you just try and do better mm. and you just move on and you try not to even if the consequences you know still affect you you can still do something with yourself and not live in the past mm. um, it was just, it's just a beautiful story it was just a beautiful story okay um, I so would throw it on A Thornley, I concur. Thornley. All right. So before we get into the last four, I think that's four. One, two, yep, four. four. Let's do a quick break. All right. Yeah. Let's get some water break. in us. Let's, let's get some hydration. You've heard us kind of some emotional stuff. Yeah. We haven't gone too deep into it. No. But, uh, maybe one day we will. Yeah. You know, maybe we're a little more comfortable. Maybe a little bit comfortable, you guys. Uh, but. Uh, a little more about us. Yeah. Uh, let's get some water. Go to let's bathroom. get some water. Yeah. Get go to the bathroom. Get Excellent. Some, get some mm-hmm. refills on your snacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this has been fun so far. So and, uh, I'm really excited about uh, a couple of these movies. Yeah, I am. So, I'm actually. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the last four. These yeah. are. I think this. This came out perfectly. I think so. For the last yeah. four. They're, they're I, I'm excited to see. Yes. Talk about right. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Yep. Enjoy. Hey. Did you know that we're on Spotify? Just give us a search, Film Different Podcasts, the podcast where we talk about movies, cinematic, indie, new, or old. If it piques your interest, give us a follow. We're back. Welcome back. I hope you got your snacks, your goodies. You can't see it, but we've got some uh, bread pudding. Bread pudding. Mm-hmm. Put some syrup on there. Take a, take a whisk. Some people will enjoy that. No, <laughs> I think we just lost half of our. <laughs> I think I think we just clicked off a little bit of whipped cream. It's delicious. Well, we're back. Let's continue. And let's let's get these four mm-hmm. freaking movies. Consequently, like I guess subsequently, maybe the most interesting 
Possibly. Like some some more interesting the more interesting uh, last four I think it's a yeah. yeah. It's a good list for the last four. Uh, mm-hmm. Starting off with uh, the, the last Quake one of mine on this list. I guess so. Yeah. Yes, and that is uh, Sam Raimi's Quick and the Dead mm-hmm. with Sharon Stone, Gene mm-hmm. Hackman, Gene Hackman, Crowe, Leonardo DiCaprio. I have a lot of feelings about this one. Well, you just did. Well, you watched it last night for the mm-hmm. first time. I think uh, mm-hmm. I absolutely love this movie. It's absolutely entertaining. I like the grittiness of the West. And how it's not really, it's not really romanticized as it as it is in other other westerns. I guess that's true. Yeah, it, like it, a body dies and then everyone just goes and they picks everything yeah, off of yeah, it. Yeah, vulture the fuck out of it. There's weird perverts as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just uh, yeah, the, the 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 I guess the set production. A lot of the places look like boxes. They're grayed out wood. Really brings in the the idea that the the wild west was not so. Not so good. <laughs> and it's a woman out for revenge, and I think it's great, you know, having a, a nice, strong female lead who's written, well written. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, did you not like it? Mm-hmm. No. I have I have some issues with it, honestly. I well, okay, so I I guess, come on, man, let's get these words together. I always when I watch a movie and it has like a lead lead role, like a woman, and the, a lot of the times that there's um I don't I I, I don't know who the writer was. Um, but I know, I mean, Sam Raimi, he's a director, and I love to see how well directors can write women, because a lot of the time, it just does not go well at all, and I think this time, with The Cook and the Dead, with Sharon Stone, it wasn't horrible, like, it wasn't some disgusting, (laughs) I guess, yeah, it just wasn't some disgusting, you know, she over-sexualized version or just, you know, she has, you know, period angers or whatever, blah, blah, blah. She just wasn't really, a, like, a, a too terribly of an interesting character and uh, it just it wasn't still written, written good for a female. Um, but there were some... What I think is a lot of the characters, there's so many characters. There's, like, I mean... A, a lot, mm-hmm. and they're all in this tournament of who's gonna, you know, who's the, I guess quick draws. Yep, I guess the quick draw, draw yeah, it's the quick, dr- quickest draw. And there's a lot of these interesting characters, but in the end, they all kind of feel like one dimensional because I don't think there was enough time to, you know, get these characters down to really have interest these complex and interesting interactions between, you know. I think it was like Spotted Horse who was immune to bullets, you know. And then there's Ace. The, these are all really interesting characters. Ace being a liar, and I don't know who the other pedophile was, and being a pedophile. Yeah. There's all these really interesting characters, but I think at the end, the only spotlight that they ever had, and then like there's Leonardo DiCaprio as the son of the bad guy, and there's only like there's only so much interactions between these characters and there's so much history I think rich history between these characters that that doesn't really get shown or like explained enough I think there's like times where I'm just now picking up details about a character that I didn't get before I guess and just how it was construction just the writing it just didn't it didn't push the forward in a really good narrative for me <clears throat> uh, push forward the film in a good narrative yeah. for me 
Um, I believe I, I believe if they switched like Sharon Stone's character with uh, I can't remember her name. I think it was just Lady, right? If they switched Lady and Kid around, I think it would probably have been pretty good. And I think it's only because of Leonardo DiCaprio's acting. <laughs> I, I mean, call me a fucking fanboy, but that man can act. <laughs> Even as a child or like you know? a kid, he can fucking. I mean, you seen, you've seen uh, what's eating Gilbert Grape? No. Plays a. Uh, I've seen clips. He's, he I plays a. Clips. I guess. I guess maybe the proper term. Um, he plays a. Uh, he plays a, I know. a disabled person, <laughs> and uh, I when I fr- I think that was like my first time watching Leonardo DiCaprio. I thought he was an actual disabled person because <laughs> <laughs> I mean he's just so good. He is, yeah. And I, I wish I saw more of him. I, it, because he's like Gene Hackman plays it a fantastic, mm-hmm. fantastic villain. But there and he's but he's kind of he's a kind of villain, right? He, kind of hates his child he's kind of doesn't like black people he kind of he's kind of like all these kind of things that make him bad um which i like i'm not i'm not i'm not talking shit on that but it's since he's kind of in all these categories he doesn't when he talks to his son kid there's not like i don't see like the father him father him being a father who hates his child Mm. and when he talks to the the black character i don't see him not liking him because he's you know either black or because he's getting paid by the townspeople you know it, that's only when he kills the guy when when you kind of find out that the townspeople hired him to, yeah. to kill him and it's just like uh, it, it, there's just all these interactions between them I, I liked really uh, one of the things I really liked uh, and this is related to Gene Hackman who you know, does great is um, the, the, the terror the town felt this hold he had over, over this town I didn't see that yeah, I only I when when I saw Gene Hackman come in, I thought he was like the sheriff or something, not that he was the mayor, and that he took over this town. I in fact only knew that he took over the town when you when uh when, when that scene with the black guy I can't remember his name when that's when the only time I realized that, and maybe that's my fault, but maybe that's the movie's fault. I don't know. I love it. Uh, you know, I love Sam Raimi's style. Love his zoom in. He's yeah, his zoom ins are fantastic. In That's the only reason why this movie is actually good. If it wasn't Sam Raimi, then this movie would actually probably be. I have a garbo. feeling I wouldn't like it as much if it wasn't Sam Raimi. Mm-hmm. But he kind of brings a campy western style, but also mm-hmm. it's kind of a dirty world, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I know seeing this, going back to our multiverse of madness podcast, when I say that a lot of directors, you know, it's Sam Raimi, so we forgive a lot for him. Mm-hmm. I, I think this this movie shines one hundred percent for that. Um. But I would love to see a Tim Burton like Western. That would be <laughs> that would sick. Be hilarious. That'd be fucking cool. That would be. Yeah. Even though, because I, I only say that because Tim Burton's stories are typically not too good. They're they're like they're interesting, but I mean the way that they're ex- executed are not very well. So that I mean, The Quick and the Dead I think wasn't executed very well. So it's just a lot. I I want to see Tim Burton because I know that probably a Western Tim Burton would probably be shit, and I think I would forgive it for that <laughs> I because I want to see it so bad. Very gothic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go, no, I just enjoy this movie. You know, mm-hmm. I, can sit, I sit down and watch well, it a few times. I sit down and enjoy it. I see some of the themes in it that I like. Well, I'm glad that there's not a, an emotional resonance. No, with I that because I would give it a C. I think I would give it a C. Would give it a B. I would give it a C but for I sure. Is, is <laughs> I'm telling you, it's not that good of a movie. I think we can forgive it because it's Sam Raimi, and it did make me want to watch more westerns. Um, but like Halloween Kills, it made me want to watch more slashers. 
Well, that's, um, and so I think that's comparative, yeah, I think it deserves right. a C roll. Throw it on the C. Let's I think we should throw it on the C. Bam, C, the quick and the dead. It's not a bad movie though. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Okay, so these last three are all mine. Yeah, tick tick boom. Wow, I just watched that for the first time today. <laughs> I can just say it's already S tier. <laughs> it's S tier. It is S tier. Yeah. You just throw it up there. <laughs> I'm, just I'm not, throw it up. I'm not, all I'm gonna say, I'm not even gonna explain it. I'm not even gonna take time to explain it because it's just so goddamn good. Andrew Garfield does a fantastic job. I will explain it in these words right now to you right now. If you are an insecure artist, don't watch this movie. If you are a secure, uh, if you are a secure artist, watch this movie because it's gonna make you insecure as an artist, and that's a good thing. If you, if if, if that's a good thing, because now you, if you watch this movie, you will be kicking the ass just to be to get to make it to make your art and to make it into whatever you want it to do and what if you're if you're i mean a painter and you want to get paid for your your art and you don't have that motivation watch this movie and then you'll get that motivation in the worst way possible because you'll feel shitty about yourself i don't know i i'm pretty insecure in my uh, writing and i think this movie actually helped me be a little more Mm -hmm. confident absolutely Uh, there's this great line in there that really speaks to me I am so bad about comparing myself. Uh, this person did this at this age, you know. Or this person made a you know, no, absolutely no yeah. film training, and they made a, a movie and they broke in. Mm-hmm. There's a line in the movie where uh, Andrew Garfield's character is like Sodenheim. Sodenheim, I forget his name. This this uh, play, this guy who writes plays. Oh sure, yeah. Made it on oh, Broadway yeah, when he was 27. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And then yeah, his friend's they, like, mm-hmm. you're not him, right? And he's like, damn, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm me. You yeah, know? yeah, I have to. It may take longer, mm-hmm. but but it takes just equal hard work. Yeah, and I, I trust. I do believe this is the path that the Lord has set me on, and mm-hmm. I trust that in His time, whatever is going to happen is going to happen, mm-hmm. and I just have to. Yeah, that's because you're a great artist. You watch this movie and you got inspired, and that's what will happen to anybody who is a great artist that watched this movie. That's why it's on A list or C list. I mean, it is on the S list. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Then this next one. Go watch Tick Tick Boom. Yeah. This last one, <laughs> Underwater by uh, Kirsten Stewart. There's a. Kirsten or Kristen? I think it's Kier- No, it's Kristen. Kristen. It's Kristen Stewart. Kristen That's Kristen right. Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, That's a good movie. It was uh, T.J. Miller. I don't remember any of the rest of the cast. <laughs> I think maybe was his name uh, Ivan. No, I don't know. It's a good. Movie. It's a good movie. It's a great See, movie. if you're watch, if you're looking for a movie that has, you know looking for a movie you're, let's say you're on like a kick with like the Cthulhu mythos or like if you're on a kick with the the crack Kraken mythos and but you don't want to like you could do without like the the kind of I mean honestly the shitty Lovecraftian theme like I don't really like it it's not it's not actually spooky at all I don't think so at least and I mean you could do without the pirates you could do with all without all of that go watch Underwater it's great one because I already have a fear of yeah, underwater, yeah. In the open sea. I love to swim, right? Mm. But in the open sea, no. <laughs> You're just down there and it's so claustrophobic. Yeah. Uh, and this and you can't see barely two feet in front. Exactly. And even you don't even get a good look at the creatures, you know. Really, I think there's only like one shot where you get the... a couple of times where you get, like towards the end where you get like good looks at them. Mm. But other than that, I think you, yeah. Just kind of these unseen 
see him swimming around. You see his flashes and everything. It's good. Flashlights. It's just tense. (laughs) It is. And I watched it in theaters when it came out. And so when when that bad boy, that gargantuan bad boy cracking Cthulhu, whatever you want to call it. I think a lot of people are calling Cthulhu. When that thing streamed, my ears bled (laughs) because of how sheer just (laughs) crazy. I mean, it was crazy. I was kind of caught off guard a little. I I don't know that I was expecting it to anything. Yeah, yeah. No, it it completely catches you off guard. It does. And uh, it was good. Because you believe it as like these these creatures of the the water are killing people off. And then you realize, no, it's not. These are just children. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's great. Um, And it jumps right into it. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it jumps right into it. Just jumps right into the place falling apart, and they gotta go and live. And I think that's great. But they're all underwater, it's, like the entire yep. time they're underwater. It reminded me a, a little bit of, uh, I don't know if you ever saw the movie The Descent. Yeah, no, I haven't watched it, but I know what it is. Yes, it reminded me of that. Just kind of a claustrophobic atmosphere, and yeah. then all of a sudden, creatures! <laughs> yeah, and I think with that, I believe it doesn't, it doesn't deserve the S rank. No. No, absolutely not. Um... I almost want to say A. I'd give it an A. I think I would give it an A. It was a. really good. I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm. Okay. Let's give it an A. All right. So the last one. Finally up to the last movie. That's on my list again. It's a good Whiplash. 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 It's one of Jake Gleason's best performances. Yeah. Just great. Mm-hmm. And Miles Teller as well. Yes. No. I I wish he was in a more better Same. movies Same. <laughs> because of this performance in Whiplash. He, he is good. Uh, I guess he's in that one, The Offer. Yeah, well, he's, in, uh, he's also in uh, this upcoming, the upcoming uh, Top Gun Maverick movie. Yeah, pretty excited. So we'll see, we'll see what's, what's up with him in yeah. those two movies. But Whiplash, I guess similar to Notting Hill, breaks a lot of formulaic uh, story writing for me. Uh, I think it's, and I guess in the same, same idea with Notting Hill, they, you know, I think uh, Miller's... Uh, goes to, you know, tries to get into the band. J.K. Simmons is you know, like, okay, keep up with my tempo, you know. He's kind of looking like a kind of a good guy. And then Beely breaks into, like, this bad guy persona, essentially. Uh, and then it's kind of like this back and forth. But then Myler, or Myler, Miller, uh, backstabs him in a way, I guess. Kind of, like, really, you know, messes up his career. And then, but then J.K. Simmons, or maybe he messes up his own career. I can't remember exactly. But then, at the very end, uh, comes the best sequence in the entire movie where J.K. Simmons completely sabotages uh, Miller mm-hmm. and but then Miller just goes in on it and then that's when like you flip immediately then J.K. Simmons is a good guy again he's like okay yeah ooh yeah he like actually gets into the and it's just like it, it breaks this the characters going in and out of being good and bad to each other protagonist antagonist yeah. that I just really enjoy it I think this is a really great movie right mm-hmm. beautifully acted and it's a great story I think I remember it's been a few years since I've seen it but I remember my one issue being it felt like in the end when they're both like smile at each other that it justified what J.K. Simmons had done (laughs) as a teacher like he did this because he wanted this guy to be the best and he saw the potential Mm -hmm. so he abused him (laughs) to get the best out of it and it almost it almost I don't know if that was the intention but Mm -hmm. what it came across to me was it almost justified what he had done to get to but doesn't it it doesn't it I don't think so well, okay, but listen, fine. let's 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 make up a story. You're a director, you're your upcoming director, and let's just say you know Quentin Tarantino comes up to you because you made a couple of films. You're pretty okay, but Tarantino's like, you know what, you could be better. 
Come on, the movie, he slaps you right in the fucking face. Because <laughs> he's like, that shit, was, that was ass. What are you doing? What are you doing? Come on with another movie. It was ass. What are you doing? He come up with like five different movies. And they're all butt. And he just keeps punishing you. And then all of a sudden, he's like, you're fed up with me. Like, well, man, come with Tarantino a bit. All right? So you sabotage him, right? Like, you burn. He likes to, he likes to film and he likes to still film on film. Just burn his next movie. Destroy his next movie, right? And then you leave, right? And disappear. It's been like maybe two years now. And then, bam, Quentin Tarantino's having a like film festival or something. Make your own film, get into it. You'll become a million star, a million dollar star of director, right? And you're like, okay, bet. Then you enter. He tells you to enter, even. He's like, oh, it's like, whatever. You know, it's, it's cool. You know, I, f- I feel you. It's all good. Then you join the festival. You get a movie coming out. It's good. But then, what does he do? Shit's all over it. <laughs> like little feces, <laughs> okay? And then you're like, bro, what the freak? And then you're like, you know what, actually? I can do something right now. And then you make a documentary on, like, Quentin Tarantino or something, and it makes millions of dollars. And then Quentin Tarantino's like... There's... (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't that be justifiable? No. Because there's a difference between pushing somebody, right? And then um, emotionally and physically abusing somebody. (laughs) There's there's a line. I guess... (laughs) And J.K. Simmons, when he threw that chair across that line. <laughs> it's just because he's to believe, he believed in him that he could be better. But there's other ways to push somebody than abusing them, you know? But then it wouldn't be a movie. Yeah, and it was a great movie, you know? I just, that's my one thing. It's like, I don't know. It almost felt like they made it justifiable, and I don't think that it was justifiable. But then again, I don't like moral stories. In the movie, there's a moral story. I don't like, I don't really... I don't really vibe with that at all. You know, like, oh, I don't know. Uh, so I would agree that we can put that. Maybe we can agree. We can come find some common ground. It's not S tier to me. No, I don't think it's S tier. It's a great movie. I yeah. absolutely love it. But I think we can agree if we put it on the B tier. I think it would fit either B or A, honestly. I think we can put it on the B. I think that would work. Okay. It's a, it's a really great movie, great performances. I love the story. Uh, even the hang-up for me isn't too big of a hang-up. It's right. just the one just thing the that end. caught me. Yeah. Where it's like, well, it almost seems like it justifies Sometimes terrible the, behavior. The end is the biggest for you. Like Just like with me and Richard Richard Jewell, the ending was probably the biggest moment for me. So you could be justified in saying that the ending for with you with Riplash was like the reason why the movie didn't really connect with you, or that's why you didn't really I like think it. the other thing is, is the director he wrote he directed this but he just wrote and directed this so that he could do La La Land oh, for I think real? that was his reason they weren't going to do La La Land so he, he wrote and directed this <laughs> so that a studio would back him for La La Land and I don't know if that maybe went into maybe a couple oh, yeah. was rushed a or rushed the story uh, wasn't okay maybe that had something to do with it mm-hmm. uh, and again a great movie and I don't mind the ending it's just well I think that solidifies its beat here of it all yeah. you know the ending is the only thing where the movie helps mm. but it doesn't ruin it's a, it's a great performance. It is. Just yeah. great performance, man. Okay. Well, S. Yeah. There, there you have it. S. Rank, you got Atonement, Evil Dead 2, Malcolm X, Onward, Scott Pilgrim, Tick, Tick, Boom. I think we all can agree with that. I think in A tier, we've got Kill Bill Volume 1, Les Miserables, <laughs> Notting Hill, Perfect Sense, The Natural, and Underwater. Yeah. No, I can deal with that. Yeah. That's good with me. Yeah. They got B. 
B rank. We got Batman Returns, Hero, Mr. Mom, Richard Jewell, <laughs> Winnie the Pooh, and Whiplash. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's good. And then we got our C tier, which is Halloween Kills and the Quick, and, of, the and the quick of the Dead. I think I think this is the perfect I think this is the perfect uh one go. Got it right on the fucking head. I think so. Absolutely. This was a lot of fun. This was. Uh, tell us tell us what you think about these movies. Yeah, what are your top ten favorite movies? Let yeah. us know in the comments as well. Maybe we'll do a tier. I want, I want to do more of these. These are fun. It is. Yeah, maybe we'll do like a top ten worst movies we've ever seen. You know? Yeah. I know moving forward that we want to do something like a, a annual thing using uh, S A A B C D uh, rank uh, ranking ranking method, I guess for our every year. We uh, get all the movies that we've done over the podcast and just put it all into one rank for the year. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun, I think. That'd be great. Um, just let us know. Like, comment. Subscribe. Subscribe. Or follow if you're on iTunes or Spotify yeah. listening to us we have our, on the way. Our Instagram and our Facebook. Uh, yeah. Links, links in all in the description. Yeah. yeah. If you're trying to get contact with us, all in the description. Yeah. Uh, let us know what we did. If you like the podcast or whatnot, I don't know. I don't know how to get an engagement. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know. <laughs> we just want some engagement. We want some comments. We would like to get. Yeah, that's what we're looking for. Right yeah, now. but begging doesn't work. No, it doesn't. So I'm just gonna say, give us some comments. You fat bitch. And then that, good or bad, we yeah, don't we care. don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like or dislike. Yeah, just do something. Just do something. You know. All right. Well, this has been fun. This has been the Film Driver Podcast. I've been Joshua Noyar. I'm Ian. We'll see you so much. We'll see you next time. We'll see you on the paperwaves. I got, I got.